you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. El Huddle is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. This is George Kittle, and you're listening to the El Huddle Podcast. Me gente! Welcome into El Huddle. That was our boy, George, a.k.a. Jorge. Kittle getting us getting us going today. (laughs) I'm MJ Acosta Ruiz with the one and only Mi Familia. Will Selva with me today. Will, what a week. Whenever we're getting ready for a championship weekend for Championship Sunday, there's like this other level of energy, like in Mm -hmm. the studio, in the sports world, even when you're talking to people on Twitter, it it just elevates because we know we're so close to knowing who is going to be playing in the Super Bowl. What is this week? Lots, lots of anticipation, right? These are the four best teams who have been pretty much the most consistent, who Mm -hmm. have the most well-rounded rosters. For sure. And we've got a lot of stars, too, playing in these games. So for us, especially on Good Morning Football, it's just been a lot of fun hearing some of the chatter from some of the players and how they're getting up to it and how they're trying to avoid giving bulletin board material. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm ready for this. I'm, I am so excited for this. I think we'll be treated to two really good games. Yeah. Uh, we hope you're all looking forward to our latest edition of El Huddle because we'll have Chisme, of course, mm-hmm. Buras Macanas, Bayer Selva, yes. Platano Power, and of course, we have a guest, and that guest being Hall of Famer Anthony Munoz. Whoa. So can't wait to talk to him about the Bengals and how he thinks they're going to game plan against Mahomes and company. But first... Let us take a look at this week's conference championship games. Tres, un tridente de receptores por derecha. Solitario por izquierda. Se va a quedar con ella Kurtz. Tiene el carril. Tiene el touchdown. Otra vez, Jesse, hay que cantarlo. Love hurts. Porque duele. Duele. Para todos en New York lo que hace Filadelfia y lo que hace Kurtz. <laughs> I didn't know that Adrian Garcia Marquez of Fox Deportes had that range in him, right? <laughs> he hit that falsetto on the lover. That was great. That's awesome. I love Nailed it. Call. Absolutely love it. That may be my favorite call that involves a song in it. My second favorite one, you know which one it is? Which one? Kenny Pickett. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. When I heard that, I thought that is excellent. Anytime they weave in songs, mm-hmm. I'm all in. And we we spoke to Mark Sanchez about that, how he mm-hmm. has to try to balance between traditional NFL fans and, of course, yeah. the younger generation and how they feel about music and some of the players and everything, which brings us to these games that we've been talking about, starting with the Chiefs and the Bengals. This, can I just tell you, like the matchup with the quarterbacks, to me, seems something out of a movie. So Mm -hmm. bear with me here, okay? I don't know if you ever watched the movie The Dark Knight Rises. That was the Christian Bale one. Okay, and Tom Hardy as Bane. I feel as though Patrick Mahomes has been Bane for a lot of teams, right? And then I feel like Joe Burrow is... Batman, it's literally anarchy everywhere. And mm-hmm. then Bane is saying, you came back to save your city. And then <laughs> here comes, here comes Batman saying, no, I came to stop you. And that's how I feel Joe Burrow is with Mahomes. And 
Burrow God. just has that swag. He has that three and zero record hanging over Mahomes, and he just is so dialed in right now. MJ, it's just it's hard to to go against what he's done so far in his young career already. You know, you're sending me up to be controversial here with the um, Ooh, comic book here reference. We go. Not with the quarterbacks, but specifically with the analogy you chose here, right? With the reference with Batman. Okay. Because I, lot, listen, Batman is not a superhero. Stop. Pause before you freak out. Uh -oh. He's an anti-hero, right? Like he's like, he's a vigilante. He's out there doing things. So he's not in the traditional breadth of what you see with like superheroes out there. So I say that to say okay. that I think it really matches these two quarterbacks because I think there is like a little bit of a villain origin story with Joe Burrow. Like the underdog thing is almost <laughs> a cover. Like people want you to think that he's like unassuming and this young quarterback, but that little curl in the front of his in front of his hair that's not fooling me okay he's a little way too calm way too cool there's a little villain inside of him and i love that about him i really do never ever change joe shiesty because that's the x factor for him but i do think that that it, in some respects patrick mahomes as much as we call him a cheat code for a lot of people is like oh this guy gotta go up right. against him again but now this is this is the type of matchup where it is very very tough to pick it even with Patrick Mahomes having that high ankle sprain, which, by the way, for him earlier in the week was not an issue. He's out at practice. They're trying to – but nobody seems to be concerned about it, at least within Kansas City, right? Least of all, Patrick mm -hmm. Mahomes. He's like, high ankle sprain, never heard of her. I'm fine. Yeah, MJ, I'm feeling really, uh, really good right now. I mean, I was out, uh, I was out there with Kelsey, and I was uh, stretching uh, during practice. So you know, I'm fine. Uh, I'm good. Uh, I, I think that Mahomes, from way too what good. we, <laughs> way too spot we, on. <laughs> I just wanted to do that voice so too. Good. It gave me an excuse. So yeah. thank you. Uh, we saw the video of him and Kelsey and the team, and he's stretching out. That was only the media portion that right. we saw that we knew of. And then when he did speak to reporters and he walked off, his ankle seemed to be fine in right. both instances that we saw. Now he still has to cut. He still has mm -hmm. to plant. He still has to throw off of that back foot. I do think it is an injury that is going to hinder him in some ways because sure. what makes him so dangerous are all those freelance off-script plays. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely going to play into it. And don't think for a second that the Bengals aren't thinking about that ankle and maybe putting a little hurting on him. And maybe what they try to do is put some pressure on him early on, see how he responds. Mm -hmm. And if that doesn't work, then they drop those defenders that we've seen that Lou and Arumo, which by the way, I said his name. I know outside of Cincinnati, they don't want us to say it. I know they're they don't like, want him to leave. Right. But that I'm curious to see how uh, Anarumo deals yeah. with the Mahomes problem or yeah. the issue and in, in what he presents to opposing defenses. The gag is last week, immediately after he got hurt, he actually got better after the, like the yeah. completion percentage sitting in the pocket. There's there's something to be said, I think, about the adrenaline of that moment, of being in that moment, especially for Patrick Mahomes. There was no way they were keeping him off that field longer than necessary to go check it out, to do the x-ray, to do all of that. He's like, fine, I get we have to go through these motions, but guess what? I'm going back out there with my team <laughs> to win this divisional yeah. round. And we saw that, and he was still able to play. He's like the definition of, I could do that with my hands tied behind my back on one leg and blindfolded. Damn near sure. did that, literally. So I think also that he's a young, healthy quarterback. My mom always says, Juventud, divino tesoro. It's great when you're <laughs> young and you can sort of recover almost like Wolverine from these things. And that it doesn't seem to be as bad of a high ankle sprain as he's had in the past, which Andy Reid mentioned. Um, but there's just something about Mahomes and this competitive edge, especially when he knows what's ahead of him against this Bengals team that has been almost his kryptonite, especially in the postseason. Mm. This stuff. Yeah, we had mentioned Bro too, and he is dealing with an offensive line where he's missing not one, not two, but three offensive linemen. And even despite that, still played so great. well, came yeah. out in a hostile environment. Mm -hmm. It's snowing in that game against Buffalo, was hitting everybody, got the ball out quickly. And before you know it, they were up 14 to nothing. And this may be a situation where Chris Jones may be 
plays a big part yeah. as a disruptor here for Joe Burrow and maybe trying to take him off of his timing, but he just seems so unflappable back there, MJ. No, I, I think one of the things we talked about earlier this week on Total Access, Mooch brought this up, that we were so focused on the pieces, especially in that offensive line for the Bengals, that they weren't going to have, rather than like, okay, well, all of these guys are actually going to step up and rise to the occasion. So Mooch even said it. He's like, that was my bad. I apologize because <laughs> they did their job and then some. But I think it was once again another situation where the Bengals said, stop sleeping on us. Like, why? This is a you problem now if you don't believe how good we are because we put it out on the field every single week. The other game here that has me very nervous is 49ers-Eagles. Yep, mm, at the link. Come on, Will. This is insane. Yeah, this is insane, but it's a good insane. It's a good insane, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be loud there, as we know, but it doesn't seem to phase Debo Samuel. Here's what he had to say when he was asked about the atmosphere that he's going to be facing at the link. We know it's going to be loud, uh, you know, um, but no stadium is as loud as ours. But at the end of the day, you know, they're at home, NFC Championship, they're going to be all riled up. And, you know, it don't, it don't really too much. We don't really too, too much feed into all that. You know, we put the pads on and just go to work. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, there's Levi's South, which is also known as SoFi Stadium. And we saw in Vegas how the 49ers fans travel. But the link is a whole different animal. And there, the Eagles fans, they're on you. They are loud. They are unforgiving in how they treat opposing teams when they go there. This is going to be another situation where we mentioned Joe Burrow taking the crowd out of that game early on against the Buff uh, the Bills. They are going to try to take the Eagles crowd out of it too if they can establish the run. But here's Brock Purdy. He's going to have to overcome yet yeah. another obstacle. He's going to have to face another test and see if he can pass it against a team that they're going to be bringing the pressure to him too. Why am I less concerned about like the team and more concerned about the fans? Yeah, Eagles fans, <laughs> y'all are, yes, y'all are built yes, different. The, okay. Okay, so, so the fans scare it's you a little level. bit more then. It's <laughs> yes, it rightfully, is. I think like they're the intensity with which they come. Nobody comes harder for their team than the Eagles fans, especially in a postseason situation. I've seen this in person previously um, when they made that Super Bowl run. It. They won the Super Bowl that year. It is just, it, it's just different, okay? If you are mm -hmm. from the Northeast, you understand what I'm talking about, okay? Do not get in their <laughs> face. You don't want none. Don't want no. none, don't start none situation. No, so no. I've been on the field, on the sideline for an NFC Championship game at Levi Stadium, and I can confirm to you it is going to be a different type of loud in yeah. Philadelphia. Yeah. But I am, to Debo's point, I do think that the – Bang Bang Niner Gang is going to show up in droves, but it's just it's it's tough when you're when you're not at home for something like this. Um, but yeah, it's going to be intense. <laughs> it's going to be really intense, and that's why Christian McCaffrey he's dealing with a uh, contusion in his mm. calf, and yeah. Debo also has that ankle injury, but. Uh, Shanahan has said that both of those guys that they will play, Elijah Mitchell has a groin injury as well, but those guys are all at least good to go. But those are injuries to monitor as they play the game, and they need them. We saw how much of a difference Christian McCaffrey has made since he's been on this team, and I think they really have to establish the run. It's just the the yeah. D-line for the Eagles. They, they're going to bring it as well, where – um, they could be disguising coverages on on Brock Purdy, trying to take him off his game, try to to get to him early on, and that's where it's like the 49ers are going to have to try to uh, overcome that. And then on the other side, you know, the running game for the Eagles is really effective yeah. as well, and I think Jalen Hurts is the one where if he runs some RPOs, that leaves someone like Nick Bosa out there in no man's land and then he has to decide who uh, how he's going to play it and that's going to be another great matchup too that's why these these are two teams mj that are just really deep with their rosters i just think that the eagles may have the edge in terms of being totally complete that's what i was going to say i think the balance there and i think truthfully speaking jalen hurts is another x factor for the eagles 
we've been so impressed with how Brock has performed thus far. He's been steady. He's been poised. He has not been rattled, even though we even saw it um, in, in the last round where the Cowboys were getting to him. He shook it off and kept going. Right. He knows what the role is, and he knows how to keep everything sort of controlled in that aspect. But you cannot discount a man in Jalen Hurts who is an MVP candidate now officially, right, because that was released mm -hmm. earlier this week, yeah. um, and how he's played and how he's progressed. He has way more experience. Like, that is something to keep in mind now. If Purdy goes out there and lights it up, get that get the screen screenplay writers ready. All right, because the movie's coming. Because <laughs> the movie's coming. But you you have to give credit where there was a reason why this Eagles team was undefeated for so much of the season. There's a reason why they are hosting the NFC championship game at their stadium. This is a very good team. And you have the one and two total defenses in the league with the Niners and Eagles, respectively. So this is about as as closely contested matchup as you could ask for with two very complete teams at every stage of the game. I love this for us. This is going to be great. This is going to be great because you have stars on stars too. Like mm -hmm. I can't wait to see how Eric Armstead is going to do against Jason Kelsey. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, these guys are at the top of their games. Who is going to blink in that stare down between those two. I, I think there are a lot of matchups out there with Debo facing Darius Slay. Like, how's that going to go? And how's IU going to, to perform yeah. against uh, Bradbury? I mean, there's so many of these matchups which yeah. are going to be fun to see unfold. And there's going to be some nervous energy for sure. Are you kidding me? But Absolutely. it's going to be fun. It's, it's going to be fun. I'm the nervous one. Oh, you're, you're the nervous engine. Yeah. So everybody else is going to be calm. Everyone else is fine. So that no. <laughs> is what we know about these um, matchups. But there are also things that are rumiating throughout the NFL because we've got lots of gossip, lots of chisme to get to this week. <gasps> yeah, all right. What do we got? All right, let's start got? with the Cowboys. I'm sorry, Demon. Dallas. Season is over, but Jerry Jones has come out and said that Mike McCarthy and Dak, both their jobs, are safe, but he did cancel that weekly radio spot that we all look forward to um, every single mm. week. Could this be a sign of things coming, of, of changes coming down the pipe? I will say our very own Jane Slater uh, was posting earlier today on Twitter. She's like, from what I'm hearing, it sounds like McCarthy is safe, but you never know. That's like This is the point of the year where emotions are still running high after a divisional round exit. You just don't know what's coming down the pipe. What do you think, Will? I think that they've already started to make some changes where mm. they let go of four assistant coaches. Mm. So we know they have made some coaching changes. I know there is a groundswell for them to do something about Mike McCarthy. I think based on the final plays of not only this particular game against the 49ers, but the one last year against the 49ers where they had a hard time with the clock management right. and getting a play off. So I think those two plays are the ones that are giving the the uh, enemies, the ones yeah. that hate on Mike McCarthy fuel to see him go. I have not seen any indication from Jerry Jones at all that he would be making a move from Mike McCarthy. So there's that, although it gives me some pause where I think, listen, Jerry Jones is not getting any younger and how long is he going to go with this yeah. where the results are still not coming or still over 30 years, still waiting to see them make it to an NFC championship game. I don't think they're going to move on from Dak Prescott. I no. do think that he needs to be in an offense, which fits his skill set. Uh, I think he was in the wrong offensive scheme this year. Do I think he played poorly in the last game? Yes, I do. Just looking at those interceptions and it felt like he was pressing a lot. So I think, that offensive issue with the quarterback, I think Dak is going to stay. I think they're going to need to get uh, a different offensive philosophy. And then I think from Ezekiel Elliott's contract, they're going to have to move on from him. They have to consider what they're going to do with Tony he Pollard. He did not look the same last week, by no. the way. There was like, it was almost no. like his eyes were glazed over, right? Like I was like, do you, do you want to be there, Zeke? You good? You yeah, right? you can see it underneath his visor, right? Mm -hmm. You can see it underneath his visor. Yeah, uh, you know, and then Tony Pollard gets hurt, so so I that's worse. Uh, 
the horrible timing and not only for the team but also individually because for him specifically. He, yes yeah no absolutely uh but we've seen how dynamic he is uh as a playmaker and then the other thing is mj they need to get another wide receiver to 100%. really scare the other defense i mean i think they thought that michael gallup would be that way coming off an injury he just didn't look the same yeah. either lacked that juice and it just felt like it was cd lamb or bust i know i was hoping that that obj situation would come out but that his clinicals were just not where they were happy with there i also think defensively yeah. dan quinn's getting a lot of buzz for head coach yeah so that could be a huge great point coming from for them on that side of the ball as well so I, I think anywhere you slice it, there is going to be some transition this year for sure in Dallas. With whom and how that looks? Well, we got the whole offseason to talk about that, don't we? Oh, yeah. Yes, oh, yeah. But do. MJ, to, to your point, though, and that is excellent point, is that Dan Quinn's getting a lot of run in all these yep. uh, head coaching interviews, right? What if he gets offered a job I mean, and he goes back it. to Jerry Jones right. and he says, hey, look, I've got an offer in hand. Are you going to offer me something? <clears throat> what are we doing here? Um, I never want to be in charge of something like that. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> I just talk about this stuff. Speaking of head coaching, someone that we've yeah. seen on the broadcast side of things as of late, him and a cast of thousands, if you will, over at Fox, uh, Sean Payton has yet to receive a coaching offer. The Saints reportedly want more than just a first-round pick um, to sort of yeah. release because they still own the rights to Sean Payton. Which team has the picks and the, the capital and maybe even the panache that Sean would want to acquire him from the Saints? I think that the longer this goes, I think the less likely he is going to coach yeah. this year. I think he's going to wait this out. Mm. And personally, he's kicking I, it here in Los Angeles. He's fine. He's got a great suit. He's great suit. He is kicking it by the beach, enjoying Gronk, life. <laughs> yeah, working with Gronk. <laughs> and I think that he's probably going to wait out and see yeah, what the so. situation, uh, how the situation develops here in Los Angeles between both teams. Mm -hmm. I do believe that with Sean McVay and deciding whether he wants to stay or not, that could be an attractive option. However, the Rams are facing some big contracts, not a lot of draft picks. There's certain things that they have to overcome, but it is in Los Angeles. I think the more attractive job is the the job that has Justin Herbert as, as hmm. your quarterback. Um, and based on what had happened against the Jaguars, I know there's a lot of disappointment. Also, Brandon Staley is looking to make some changes on uh, his staff as well, right. starting with the the offensive coordinator position. Um, so I think that Brandon Staley is feeling some heat, and I think that I think that Champagne is just like sitting back there and thinking, "Hey, if things go south here right. with either team, but in particular the Chargers, that might be the ticket for me." I'm try I was trying to look up how much this like Fox deal was as well for him or his broadcast deal, if you will, for Sean Payton. What, what did you come up with? That's another thing. I'm trying to see who's got the deets. Who's I did wasn't it something outrageous? Or am I thinking of Tom Brady's one hundred million? Well, Brady's is pretty yeah. outrageous. Yeah. I mean, his is over three hundred. Uh, to mil. be to be honest with you, well, it's hard to keep up with how much these guys are getting paid to be on TV. But 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 Sean Payton Sean Payton clearly wants to to get in. But is yes. is Denver the the best place for him? He's has he has to then accept the fact that Russell Wilson is his quarterback. You know, I could see where Denver is saying, "Hey, Sean, listen, we were trying to help out Nathaniel Hackett so much. We brought in somebody to help out with the clock management." And, and money was not an object for us. Right. So anything that we need to do, we'll do. So maybe he's thinking those deep pockets from the Broncos' new ownership maybe is, is enticing him. Maybe he thinks he can he can help out Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson actually looked like himself in that final game, but obviously that was uh, too little too late. Maybe he's looking at that. Maybe he's looking at Arizona and saying, well, Kyler Murray, again, can I get the most out of him? Because that's the yeah. other thing that we were saying about Kyler Murray in the offense. The offense didn't even this seem to this is suit him or fit him. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But I think like these, there's so many possibilities here now, though that if I'm coach coach, listen, coach, after 15 seasons, everything that you've done, everything that you put in, in this league, get you some more suits, some nice ties, a few pocket squares. Go talk about it on TV. Come join us. Come on the El Huddle podcast. Let's <laughs> let's talk about it on El Huddle. How about that? I'd be tired. I'm tired listening at these options, all right? I can't imagine Coach. Can he live? Can he live? Well, Will, Chisme never sleeps, does it? Um, nope. Coming in right now are Ian Rappaport reporting the Panthers are hiring former Colts coach Frank Wright as their new head coach. I mean, this is coming from Rapshi and from Tom Pelissero. I mean, how cool is this? The organization's first QB now becoming their head coach. I, I really like this. I like this. I think this is an interesting fit. Yeah, the first coaching domino has now fallen. We'll see where the other pieces fall. But I like this fit a lot. Uh, I wonder who his quarterback is going to be. Mm, I mean, we saw that they had Baker Mayfield. Then he ended up going to the Rams. And then they went with P.J. Walker. But it seemed like Sam Darnold really turned things around. Like, he was really living up to the potential that many people thought he would have in this league. So how he handles that, um, you know, the, that quarterback situation. And I have to say that the team played extremely hard under the circumstances with Matt Rule getting fired early in the season. So right. he does have pieces to work with there. There's still a lot of work to be done. But no I do question. think it starts with the quarterback position. And is he sold on Sam Darnold and working with him. But that team was very resilient, as we saw. 100%. Granted, it was a weak division that they played in, but they were in it until really that the last couple of games of the season. I mean, I, I think what was interesting by the Panthers is that we saw them sort of pull quite a few upsets. At, to one point, we were like, okay, wait, right. wait a minute here. Are they going to take this division? Um, so I think there there's something of a tipping point there where this can be very exciting. And it, it, he's not starting from scratch, from zero, right? The quarterback position is certainly a right. huge piece that they'll have to figure out. But, like, if I'm a young QB, I'd want to play for Frank, right? Like, I think yeah. this is great. So. Good for you, Indy. Or good for you, Carolina. This is great. Yeah. Bad for you, Indy, though. I'll right. say that cool. because the All way right. things went down there was not great. Not so. Cute. No. Glad that he landed on his feet and we'll see what he does with it. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Ingresa como corredor en lugar de Mixon. Burrow tiene que moverse en la bolsa, pase flotado, completamente solo Chase, touchdown de Cincinnati. Los bengalíes pegan primero y se colocan arriba 6 a 0. Enrique Barrac, Televisa's <laughs> very own with the call there. And speaking of the Bengals, we're now joined by Hall of Fame lineman and Bengals legend. Let's, Let's get warm. El Huddle. <laughs> Welcome to the one, the only, Anthony Moose. Hey, 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 hey. Thank you. It's good being with you. How you doing today? Hey, doing we great. are better because we're with you, Anthony. Well, and this is an exciting time for Cincinnati, especially with Joe Burrow and company and how they're playing. But let me get this straight, though. Because right now, the Bengals are considered the favorites. Then you look at the win probability, and mm -hmm. it has the Chiefs as the favorites. You know, the <laughs> Bengals like to have that underdog role. They like to wear that coat. <laughs> so, yeah. in your opinion, what are the Bengals? The underdogs <laughs> or the favorites? Well, you know what? It's always nice to be the underdog right now. I'm going to say the Bengals are the hungriest. Ooh. That's what, that's what oh. You know, this team is amazing because 
Last year before the playoffs, people were saying, well, what about the lack of playoff experience? I said, you know what? I don't know what's going to happen in the playoffs, but this football team is so confident in themselves and in each other. I don't know if playoff experience matters. And it's funny, my wife and I were driving the freeway yesterday. She says, so what do you think is going to happen Sunday? I said, you know what? I said, Didi, I don't know, but now with this team, I just expect them to win. I think, right. you know, they have the talent, the ability, physical ability, and the mental discipline to, to win games. So, you know what? It's just a, a different culture, you know, underdog, not underdog. I'm just kind of, I'm throwing that out the window. I love mm-hmm. that. And I you, love it. we were talking here before we got going, um, Anthony, but I want you to share this with everyone else because you have high praise for Joe Burrow, not just from what you've seen on the field, but what he brings to, to the organization from your conversations with him, I assume. What is it that impresses you so much about him? Well, that very few conversations, to be honest, uh, you know, with COVID when he got here right. and then I do the preseason games, there's been a little uh, communication. But one of the things I, I right away, the first time I met him, he appreciated the older players and the legacy of the guys being yeah. around. He said, we need more of the, the guys that have played here around. So I know he's all about the legacy, the tradition of a football team. And then for me to see the way the guys react to him and just the body language and to read certain things about the guy, they just love playing for the guy. And I think the one example that I keep going back to was a couple years ago when Riley, Riley Reef came in from Minnesota as a free agent, right tackle. He went to dinner with Joe the night before. Then the next morning is when he signed with the Bengals. And he said, you know what? I had dinner with this guy. I had to play with him. Um, that's a second-year wow. quarterback that he was talking about. And you have a 10-year yeah. veteran offensive lineman. So to me, that speaks volumes about his leadership characteristics, his leadership qualities, and just who he is as a player and as a person. And, and you know, he's been so great whether the offensive line has been – effective or ineffective or dealing with injuries last game he was without three offensive linemen we'll see what the uh, health status is going to be of the o-line heading into this one how do you think he counters that weekend Mm -hmm. week out with the uncertainty on the o-line well and here's the thing i I always say okay you have your five starting linemen as you mentioned three are out the guys that are in there are on the roster They're not on the roster just to fill roster spots. They're on the roster because the coaches believe they can play in the NFL. So when you have a line coach like Frank Pollock, you have, you know, Jackson Carmen, who is a high number two pick that it's his time to perform. He came in and did that. I just think that it was one of those things that here you got three guys coming in that have been practicing every day with the team. They know the game plan. Now it's just maybe getting in there and getting some reps in live game situations. I think Joe just, again, as he shows with everybody on the team, I really believe that he made those guys believe in the confidence that he exudes that they were capable of coming in and doing the job because that's what he does. And, you know, and here's the thing, getting back on Joe, bro, I got two grandsons that are 11 and 13 and they're playing basketball and they're playing sports. And, you know, kids that young age have a tendency to get a little excited, a little demonstrative when they're playing. (laughs) I said, guys. I said, your leaders on your team, do me one favor. Watch Joe Burrow, not the great arm or the great you know, decisions he makes, but watch his body language when things are going well mm-hmm. and when things are not mm. going well. He is the same during both situations. That's what a true leader is. He doesn't get all excited and pointing fingers and you know, really letting people see the, the, the frustration. He might be a little frustrated, but don't let anybody see that. You know, keep that demeanor even killed. And that's what he does. And that's what I recommended to my grandkids, to watch the way he handles himself as the leader of this football team. That's a perfect I thought you were gonna say with I thought you were going to say with the way that he dresses. He's got Seinfeld sweatpants <laughs> on, you know. He's got the big white turtleneck, you know. <laughs> now, one of my grandsons might dress like that. I don't think the older one. I think the older one's a little more traditional, a little more conservative. Now, the second one, I can see him in those outfits. <laughs> to that point, though, I think people misconstrue the whole Joe Cool persona, right? Like, part of it is the swag, the wardrobe, but the other very literal part of Joe Cool is that he is always steady. 
He is always yeah. even keel. You never see him get too high or too low. And that's yeah. saying a lot for a guy who's barely scratching the yeah. surface of his potential and just starting out in his career. If I'm a Bengals fan, yeah. I'm really excited for what's to come. Well, you know, it's funny you mentioned the swag and the apparel. I mean, I can tell you, <laughs> I'm not that type of dresser. First of all, I can't find those cool clothes that fit me. I would say. <laughs> but be a little hard for you, Anthony. I can tell you. When Cam Newton would come, I always was curious to see his swag and what kind of outfit he had on. So it's good that we have a guy here in Cincinnati that has that same swag in those outfits. But uh, you know what? As long as those W's keep ringing up, he's going to keep wearing those wear clothes. So that's yeah. all good. No question. Uh, last time I saw you, Anthony, was on the sidelines of Estadio Azteca in La Ciudad yeah. de Mexico for yeah. that uh, Cardinals 49ers game, which... Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. To me, that was as close to a Super Bowl atmosphere as you oh. can get outside of the U.S. We felt that energy, um, and I think it was indicative of how much nuestra gente, how much our people not only yeah. love the game, but yeah. know the game and yeah. live the game. So as we navigate here and we get closer to the Super Bowl, um, how much have you been able to interact with the fans um, outside of that Mexico game now that we're back in the states um and what do you look forward to the most when we are in a literal super bowl atmosphere well you know it's interesting you mentioned that because i have the opportunity to go to like three games down in mexico City. in fact the very first one was it 17 years ago with right. uh, the 49ers and the cardinals i got to do the cardinals, coin yeah. toss and i came back from that game telling my friends i think i just went to a super bowl <laughs> and it was a regular season I mean, as you mentioned the same thing uh you know when we went this last time but the people there are amazing. They love the game. Not only just love the game, but I tell my friends, it's been a long time that they've been following American football, mm -hmm. and they are very, very knowledgeable, and which is impressive to me. You know, I've done clinics over the years, coaches clinics, and the interaction with the coaches and those that are teaching those young men and women that just absolutely love the game. People don't realize they have millions yeah. of young men and women playing flag football down there in Mexico. So that's that's exciting for me. You know, my family's from there. My grandparents, my great-grandparents are from there. So for me to go back down there and be with the people, it's just, I mean, I, I get excited. And I was excited that I was asked back down this year. But uh, it's exciting to, to get back towards uh, Super Bowl time. The only thing, guys, that I don't like about Super Bowl time yeah, is Montana to John, uh, what's his uh, Taylor. John Taylor. Taylor. John Taylor. And yeah. the whole line scan. You know, because I watch those over and over during Super Bowl. <laughs> Dan Buns. 23 yeah. but, but now that the Bengals yeah. are right on that, <laughs> knocking on the door, I get even more excited getting towards Super Bowl time. So hopefully uh, I can enjoy Arizona. I'm already going out there. I'll be out there all week. Hopefully I can enjoy it like I did last year in L.A. But this year, hopefully they're there and uh, cap it off with the win. All right, well, well, Anthony, now you brought up the name Montana, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, Montana's nickname, Joe Cool. People are calling Joe Burrow Joe Cool. How are you feeling about that? Do you wince when you hear that? Like, do, like, like do you, you break out in hives a little bit when you hear that? Or are you okay with it? Because this is Joe Burrow and not Joe Montana. Or should he be called something else? Well, you know, knowing and watching Joe and how he handles things, I feel okay with it because I don't think it's going to get to him. I think, you know, Joe wants to be Joe Burrow, and, uh, you know, I think that's cool. But, you know what, uh, hopefully, you know what, 10 years down the road we can we can say that, you know, with four rings just like Joe Montana, that would be cool, uh, you know, to, to be able to compare the two. But, uh, you know, it doesn't bother me. I mean, there's always those comparisons. Uh, and hopefully in a year or two, people will start saying, you know, young quarterbacks that come from college and NFL will start comparing them to Joe Burrow. But I think it's pretty, uh, you know, I think it's pretty cool. I, I think he should be honored that uh, they're comparing him to a guy like Joe Montana for, you know, the career he had. Uh, um, unbelievable career that Joe Montana had. And, uh, you know, the fact that I did, I guess I did bring it up. Uh, I'm still going through counseling sessions because of the two losses. <laughs> you know, for someone that played at SC, and played against Notre Dame. <laughs> I cannot actually say that I'm O for Montana. That's fair. Oh. So four oh. years in college, four years in college at USC, we were three <laughs> and one. So we beat Notre Dame three times. But the one time, Joe Montana, we lost oh. to in the pros, two regular seasons, two Super Bowls. So O for Montana, but that's all right. I got. I've got. Anthony, over. this is. 
This is a safe space, though. It, it is. Anytime oh, you want to talk to us, you know, hey, if you want to vent. I appreciate that. By the way. You know? I'm all about that, so I like talking about it and helps me out. I spoke <laughs> with Joe Montana and asked him directly about the Joe Cool nickname, and his exact quote to me was, he can have it. It's fine. <laughs> so the torch has been passed on. It's, That's it's awesome. not a thing over there. He That's said Joe awesome. Burrow can it have it. It doesn't surprise me, Joe. I know in Joe Montana, it doesn't surprise me that he would say he's, he's just a great guy. Yeah, a, a cool guy. And what's also cool, uh, Anthony, that we're talking about uh, Joe Burrow and how much he's meant to to Cincinnati, but also to the NFL as well. What we're seeing here is now this new chapter of young signal callers coming through yeah. where we have Joe Burrow. Now uh, Jalen Hurts is making a case yeah. for himself. Yeah. We saw Trevor yeah. Lawrence. Uh, there's always Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and right. Justin Herbert. We'll see what happens with Bar Brock Purdy, but he's right. now entered the conversation, yeah. at least with the, the way that he's played in the last seven games. What do you think about this next generation of signal callers? Is and is this, and is this something that you've ever seen, like in the NFL? Maybe during your playing days, you mentioned Montana, and there were some good uh, well, quarterbacks that 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 you faced. But but how would you compare, like when you played, to now this new generation yeah. coming through? Yeah. You know what? I think it's great for the NFL because it is a quarterback-driven league. But think about it: when I was playing, Jim Kelly, Dan Marino, mm. yeah. Joe Montana. Uh, I mean, Dan Fouts, yeah. a little before that time. But there were some pretty good quarterbacks when I was playing. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I think it's great to see the new breed coming up and, you know, the faces of the NFL and of the teams. Because, like I said, it's a quarterback-driven league. Uh, and I think that you have more than just one or two. You know, it's kind of like the Brady, Manning, and, you know, those guys when they were playing. But I have to add one more thing, you know, because so much of the attention is paid to Joe Burrow. And that's, I mean, we should. But you have to give Zach Taylor and this organization 100%. credit yep. for how they've turned the culture of this football team. Mm -hmm. Not only do you have Joe Burrow, but think about the weapons that he has. And all the emphasis has been on the line because of injuries. But then you have those three guys come in. But then you got Mixon, Chase, Higgins, Boyd, Hurst. And then that's offense. But now you have a defense that helped Buffalo to 10 points last week. B.J. Hill, you got Reader, you got Hubbard, you got Hendrickson, you got Logan, you got Pratt, you got Hill. I mean, they Loaded. have done a phenomenal job filling this team with guys that are good guys, but excellent players. And a former teammate of mine, Dave Lapham, has been the analyst on radio for the Bengals for close to 40 years. He always says, when your best guys are your best players, you're probably going to be successful. And I think that's what's happened with this organization. They have that franchise quarterback, but they have surrounded him on both sides of the football with solid, solid character guys, great football The culture change, I think, is one of the yeah. biggest things that a lot of people yeah. don't talk about. You are, of course, a staple, and as Joe Burrow himself said, someone that they look to for guidance in that aspect. Anthony Munoz, thank you so much for coming Anthony, through. We always love it. Friend you. of the show, we appreciate yeah. you so, so much. Great. Anytime you want to come on. Thank you. Anytime. Yeah, well, we, we've got a box of tissues right here. We got a box of tissues just waiting for you, Anthony. You know, you okay. need it. All right, thank you. I might have to take you up on that. We got <laughs> the great Anthony Munoz. Thank you, Anthony. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. That is Miguel Goodbeat on the call via NFL Telemundo, accompanied by El Corrido de los Chiefs yes. by Tapi Quintero. I love that. You know, I have a my family has Quintero in it too. Oh, okay. Quintero, yeah. Are we cousins? 
I have to stop Maybe, doing that. We're but, not all this, yeah. but it feels no. that way for sure. But it yeah, that was like a collab it. with the Chiefs, an original track uh, produced by Tapi Quintero. We love that. He's love actually it. the son of Mario Quintero Lara. He's the founding member of the legendary Tucanes de Tijuana. I love oh, it. Oh, oh, yeah. okay. No better That's way cool. to get hype um, for a playoff run for sure. But yeah. as much as we love getting hype, we also have to know what's real and what isn't, which of course gets yep. us to Puras Macanas. Puras Macanas. All right, let's start with the Chiefs. Will, is Patrick mm -hmm. Mahomes, Joe Burrow, the new Brady Manning? Well, I think I know, that's every <laughs> that's a lot. I think yeah. every generation needs a rivalry. To be quite honest with you, I thought it was going to be Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, and I think that Joe Burrow mm -hmm. has leapfrogged Josh Allen. Yeah. So the way that these matchups have gone, and the way that Joe Burrow has played. I think that es la verdad. Yo creo que esta es la verdad. I do think it's the new Brady Manning. I think that they are going to be facing off against each other a lot, a lot in mm -hmm. the coming years. They've got now organizations that are firmly behind these guys. Uh, I think that, you know, we saw with like Brady and Manning, like Manning always had the stats, but Brady yeah. always had the wins. Mm -hmm. And so we'll see how this is shaping up. I mean, right now it's Burrow 3 nothing, but Mahomes also has Super Bowl MVP, MVP. Right. He's got a Super Bowl title. So I think Mahomes has has more in that sense. But in terms of like head-to-head -head and in critical games, Burrow's got his number. Right. But I think this thing is in its infancy. So, 100%. but that, what do you think? You think this is? I agree with me you. on this. Or? This is the you new. Do. We've seen a changing of the guard, right? Where where all of these quarterbacks that we know, all of these rivalries that we know, have now a new iteration with these new QBs um, that have sort of morphed into the spotlight um, in the NFL. The NFL has has sort of transitioned a lot to these newer guys and and they're stepping up to give us those type of matchups and those type of rivalries and I do think it is Brady Burrow. I mean, fourth time they're meeting in in a high stakes situation like this. Come on. And you're right. Great. We're just scratching the surface of this, which is what makes it so so good. All right. Mm -hmm. Those are the newer guys. Eh, some guys who called it quits and then didn't. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about Tom Brady, uh Tom Brady rather. When asked about his future, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. had this to say on his podcast. Let's go with Tom Brady, Larry Fitzgerald, and Jim Gray. Tom, you're leaving everybody guessing. Uh, you said you'll take your time. Do you have any type of a timetable as to what you might want to do uh, regarding your football career? Jim, if I knew what I was going to fucking do, I'd have already done it. Okay, I'm taking it a day at a time. I sense you're antagonized by the question. <laughs> You're scratching. It's only the question scratchy. that everybody wants to hear. You're scratchy. I appreciate your asking. First of all, <laughs> props to Jim for staying. I mean, yes. he's, he's yeah, a consummate professional. He's a pro's pro. Yeah. Um, but so I would be like, um, Tommy, I don't like your tone. <laughs> First of all, yeah, uh, but well, it is. And, I mean, and it's, he a was, fair, it's a fair answer too. On you know, MJ, side. but but he was calling him Scratchy because that's the nickname that he's called yeah, up yeah, for yeah, a yeah, long yeah, time. Yeah. And, and in reading Jim Gray's book, I also know that the two of them are uh, neighbors in Montana. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's some familiarity course, there as well. Course. Just a little context, right? But I, I love that he said. But it, it is true. If I knew what I was gonna do. Obviously, we know this man can't stick to a decision because it took all of a month for him to unretire. Right. And I get it. Look, this is what I've always said about the Brady retirement, non-retirement situation. Um, you, you can't just abandon and walk away from something that you've done literally your entire life, certainly all of your adult life, and been as successful, more successful than anyone else like Tom Brady, and then just be like, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm okay with this decision and not lose sleep over it, especially after coming back. So, well, you heard the question there, and you heard Brady's yeah. response. Puras macanas. Um, I don't even know where this lands. Where, which way do you think he's he's leaning towards? Uh, well, I think... Um, do you think he, he already does... knows and just said that to get people off his I, back? I... Yeah, puras macanas mm -hmm, is what I think. Mm -hmm. I think that he has an idea of what he wants to do. I do think that he wants to play. I think that he, 
he didn't want to leave the way that he did mm -hmm. uh, with this Bucks performance and they just got housed by the Cowboys. I think he has more in him and he just doesn't know where he's going to play, but right. he wants to play. And, and it's not like, you know, we mentioned this before. It's like, it's not like he's he's at the end of his career where he's he, he's not able to throw the ball down. Is he able to throw like bombs? Right. No, right. but he's still a very effective quarterback. Right. So I think that as a professional athlete, guys that we've worked with, guys that we've interviewed, guys that we know, it's hard to walk away. Yeah. So puras macanas, he's coming back. It's just a matter of who he's going to go to. All right. Well, I'm putting you to work today. Um, overtime, mm. if you will. Yeah, you are. Um, Stop it already. Because I have a little buy or sell a situation. The people need to know these things well. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for buy or sell Nick Sirianni was informed during Wednesday's presser that he was not included in the final candidates of Coach of the Year. Here's what Sirianni had to say when asked about it. Oh, man. Huh? Um, hey, uh, Bob, Bob did just tell me that right when we, when we walked down here. Um, yeah, uh, you know, that's, that's something I can't control. Um, and those awards are nice and, and everything like that. Uh, I'm really happy for Jalen and, and Shane that they, that they're, that they're, uh, on that, but you know, we have obviously much bigger things, uh, ahead and, uh, on our sites than, than individual awards. I mean, right answer for sure, yeah. but yeah. by yourself, but do you think he feels a little, a little slighted by it? Uh, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Selva on this. Mm -hmm. I mean, he does, he doesn't have other things that are yeah. pressing right now, like of this course. NFC Championship game. He's a very philosophical guy, as we know. He's also mm -hmm. very competitive, so that's what also makes you hesitate a little bit. Right. Like, literally, they have basketball hoops around that. Uh, Phillies, or uh, excuse me, around uh, Philadelphia's uh, practice facility, where right. where they're breeding competition, and and he likes that a lot, and shooting hoops, and who's going to beat who in a one on one. But I'm solving on this. I think he doesn't really care. I, I think this is yeah. not something you know where he's talking about plants and roots and and those sorts of things. You know, I, I think he's he's like I'm over it. It's like I, I need to figure out how to stop this 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 run game from the 49ers you know yeah i think he's way more focused on his team which is something we've seen emulated in his quarterback and how jalen hurts talks about his leadership and i think those things do start at the top i i almost thought it was really endearing that he started the answer with oh dang but like in a sarcastic type of way <laughs> right like, that right. was kind of cute um but he's right like we're trying to get to the super bowl here as honored as i would have been like i rather hold the Lombardi quite frankly I think it's is, is what he's thinking so I'm, I'm right there with you Will I think he's fine just fine yeah and I think there's a lot of worthy uh finalists that we have in the category of coach of the year mm -hmm. where you can say Brian Dable uh listen people can make the case for Cal Shanahan he's on his third quarterback and he's back in the NFC championship game yeah. I mean yeah there, there's a, there's a lot of worthy finalists there so I think that's low on his priority list I do think what is high on his priority list and what's high on our priority list we were talking about superheroes well there is one superpower I wish that I had <laughs> that superpower I wish we all possessed with us you know what I'm talking about. Here it is. Give it to me. Platano power. Uh, yeah. So we've got the celestial cone on you right now as we speak. No one can see it, but there's a celestial it's cone. It's, yeah. it's there. Uh, Platano power. Uh, you have a very worthy candidate as your uh, 100%. Uh, player that possesses Platano power. Who is that? Yeah, and, and let me just refresh everybody's mind on on what Platano power symbolizes. Yes, Obviously, yes, in the Dominican Republic, we eat a lot of platanos, a lot of plantains. You can have a plantain for every meal if you think about it. But the thing about it is, I remember my abuela telling me, like, te da fuerza, right? This is to make you strong. Eat your platanos. It's going to be good for you. It's going to sustain you throughout the day. So every time I see a guy go off during a game, I'm like, he definitely had extra helpings of platano this week. So my platano <laughs> power candidate or winner, I guess, of the week is Fred Warner. And it wasn't 
even Good pick. close. He has been unbelievable this season. He is a true leader. He wears a green dot for the 49ers and with good reason. I mean, we've seen him. He's he's first team All-Pro, Pro Bowl selection. He led the team with nine tackles last season. I believe he leads the team all season long with that. We'll confirm. Had the interception as well, which I love to mm-hmm. see. It was definitely one of those games where he showed. I said this earlier in the week. If there was like a super like a superhero every week that every time you see him, his muscles are a little bigger. He's a little bit taller. His eyes are growing a little, glowing a little bit more. It's Fred Warner. Yeah. It's like he levels up every single week. Palatano power for sure. Fred Warner got it done yet again. Super proud of him and his develop, development. I've watched him grow from when he was drafted with the 49ers as a young rookie, and he steps up in every way imaginable. Love this for you, Fred. Great job out there. And you know um, D'Amico Ryans is Hella proud of his linebacker out there. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, you, you mentioned how he played last week. The play that impressed me the most is Tayshawn Gibson, I believe, mm-hmm. is going there on a blitz. So somebody has to cover C.D. Lamb. Right. And who is that person doing that is none other than Federico, who's Federico. there stride for stride with C.D. Lamb and breaks up the pass. Just speaks up to... It speaks to his athleticism, mm-hmm. how he goes from sideline to sideline, how he is able to keep up with some of these other teams' playmakers. It's impressive. It's really impressive. Wow. So I'm glad that you mentioned it to him. And we've really seen him or seen him grow into one of the uh best linebackers in the in the NFL. Certainly worthy. Um, which brings us now to Ipunto. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the the little uh, bow that we put uh, on the program. And for me, my ipunto is seeing these signal callers battle each other. And I don't just yeah. mean Mahomes and Burrow, which we talked about. And of course, yeah. the the um, the matchup between Purdy and Hertz. It's like there's history here where mm-hmm. for Purdy, there are a couple of uh, assistant coaches that are with the Eagles that are familiar with him. And Matt Campbell also uh, went to school with Nick Sirianni. So there's connections there. Six and then there. finally, <laughs> yeah, six degrees. And then also uh, talking about the, the quarterback matchup, getting to that, uh, those two faced off each other in college where they – combined for 11 touchdowns and when Jalen Hurts was with with Oklahoma and Purdy was with Iowa State and Purdy threw five uh, touchdowns and literally Oklahoma won by one and it was a fun game (laughs) yeah see you know somebody's been somebody's been doing (laughs) the background somebody's been on on TA hosting and crushing and you know it's it's um so, so it's fun to see these connections, and it's just fun to see the, the next generation of, of quarterbacks. No question. And, and of course, we, we love to focus on the quarterbacks because they are sort of the superstars out there. But, well, my punto is that there's a reason why the phrase defense wins championships exists. Because as good as these guys are, the onus always falls on these defensive units to shut them down, to rattle them up, to get to them. And I think we have four defenses that are going to have to get after it at every level. It's literally to throw another cliche at you because why not? All gas, yeah, no breaks. All gas, yeah. no breaks for these guys. So my my focus is on the defenses this weekend and what they're going to do on Championship Sunday. Do not sleep on these guys. They're going to be doing a lot of work. This These games are going to be won in the trenches, no question. Y punto. Well, yeah. Yeah, estoy de acuerdo. Absolutely, 100% in agreement with your ipunto. Uh, I do believe this is another El Huddle in the mm-hmm. books. Can't wait for next week and what we're going to be talking about. Uh, MJ, is always fun. Great when we have guests on. Another Hall of Famer. We've had Tom Flores on. We've had Tony Gonzalez and then Anthony Munoz, the great Hall of Famer for the Bengals. Great having him. This was fun, as always. If you like what you hear, please download, subscribe, make sure to like here. Bien todo, mi gente, nuestra gente, vámonos. Yeah, let's do this. MJ, this will be fun. Can't wait to see what we're going to be talking about. 
See you next week. Adios. El Huddle is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.